Hey there, this is Alana. You're listening to the success. You're not listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. <laughs> you can tell what I've been doing today. <laughs> That's right. Hey, it's a nice plug for the Successful it is Writer a nice Podcast. Plug. Should you be a writer and should you want to be successful? There is a podcast for you. But right now, we're doing the Praying Christian Women Podcast. That's that was right. embarrassing. Wouldn't it be really embarrassing if you didn't know that I had another podcast and this was the very first you had heard of it? I'd be like, have you been cheating on our podcast? That's what it would feel with like. With another podcast? Or yeah, that would be awkward. But I know all about it and it's a cool podcast. So I well, And I don't have a co-host there. So you are my only co-host or what, what did I call you that one time? My whole host? Co-host? <laughs> yeah. That was funny. That's one of my favorite outtakes. This is my host Hamey Jampton. That's hard. It's hard when you're trying to make yourself say something backwards. That's right. If we did, we should challenge ourselves to do a whole episode backwards like that. That would be so annoying. Yeah. That'd be so <laughs> annoying for listeners. So never mind. That could be our April Fool's episode. Oh, great. That's a good idea. <laughs> All righty. Well, welcome everybody to the Praying Christian Women podcast. This is going to be fun. This is not a scheduled topic, but... As Jamie knows, <laughs> I kind of get sucked into these fun little, like, I don't even want to call it a hobby. But anyway, we are doing more today on the topic of exploring how your personality shapes your prayer life. And I have recently discovered a new personality tool that has been really fun. So I roped Jamie into taking the test as well. So today, what we're talking about is the 34 strengths. It's kind of, I believe it started as a corporate thing. I learned about it through the Strengths for Writers program. I'm actually getting some like one-on-one coaching through it and how my specific strengths, personality kind of impacts my writing. And so then I started to think about Jamie and then I was like, Jamie, you've got to take this test. And then we were going to talk today anyway. And I was like, hey, let's do an episode about this. So yeah, and I haven't like, and I haven't extensively delved deep into all of the, mm-hmm. all of the five top five ones that they listed as my strengths. So we can kind of do it in real time. I know. And I saw your results, but I didn't really like spend a lot of time on it either. So this is going to be totally new and fresh, but basically the takeaway that we want to leave with you guys is to start thinking more and more about how prayer is not a one size fits all thing. And the more you learn about yourself, and give yourself the freedom to pray according to the way that God designed you personally and uniquely, the more effective your prayers will be. And I think the more satisfying your prayer life will be, because I think so many of us have so much guilt wrapped around how we're not praying because our prayers don't look like Miss Clara's or, you know, somebody else that we have in our mind is like, this is how you must pray. So I'm excited. I am. And you know, it's kind of funny. I know we, we still need to get into like praying for the episode, but I just wanted to say, as I took the test, this is how I know that it's a good test is as uh-huh. I'm taking the test, the questions that they asked got me thinking about myself mm-hmm. more. And so this happened also when, um, I think it's Dr. Sandra Dalton that, uh, that we interviewed. I don't think I, we have not aired her, um, episode yet, but she has a really neat test about, um, finding your rest, um, finding Mm. where you need rest in the different areas of rest. And her, her quiz did the same thing. I just, the question she was asking made me like, Mm -hmm. wow, even if I don't know the results, the process of taking the test was interesting, like very, um, revealing. 
So interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to reveal some of what I revealed. <laughs> Had I'm revealed. excited too. Well, yeah. shall we pray? Yeah, let's do it. We'll do our prayer and our verse of the day. God, we thank you for this time to come together and just kind of examine our strengths and examine the ways that our strengths can impact our prayer lives, the ways that getting to know who we are better can help us to understand how we were made by you and created to worship you through prayer and other ways. In Jesus' name, amen. Our verse of the day, I thought this was really, um, Psalm 139, 13 to 14 in the NIV is for you created my inmost being you knit me together in my mother's room my mother's womb i praise you because i am fearfully and wonderfully made your works are beautiful your works are wonderful i know that full well so i just thought that was great because it is a good launching point to understand that god made us he knit us together he knew what we were going to be like before we were even a thought and he saw that it was good so yeah i feel like that is in itself a good starting point for understanding more about who we are and yeah oh alana you're still muted oh sorry about that i was just going on and on and on <laughs> i'm glad you caught that um i was chatting with the woman that i'm taking my strengths training through and i didn't know it when i signed up for her class but she's a christian and we've had some really neat discussions just yesterday we were talking about how so basically with the strengths there are 34 strengths it's not quite a personality type slightly different mm -hmm. but you know when you put all of them together you basically have every single good thing <laughs> that could be in a human. And she had such a good point that like, if we all were high on all the strengths, we would be kind of like God. And instead mm -hmm. he made us separate. We were talking about how different my husband's and my strengths are. Is how mm -hmm. this came up. Um, Cause in a lot of ways we're very flip flop of each other. And she was talking about how, you know, God made us kind of interdependent on each other. My strengths um, and Jamie's strengths complement each other, which I'm super excited to dive into. So Jamie, tell us about your strengths. Let's just start. So they give you your number one through five in this test. Um, so what's your number one strength? Okay. Let me get up here. So is, so it is ranked in order. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So my number one was restorative. And okay. it says, you love to solve problems where some people are dismayed when they encounter another breakdown, you can be energized by it. So you enjoy the challenge of analyzing symptoms, identifying what's wrong and finding the solution. You okay, may so, prefer like practical problems or conceptual or personal. So, so I, I love drama. Yeah. No, <laughs> you love drama. You love things that are broken. That's why we're so close. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, okay. What was I going to ask you? Does that sound like you just at a glance? What was your very first reaction when you read that description? At first I thought, hey, I don't know if that's me, but then I started mm -hmm. to realize that, you know, how, when, um, they do marriage counseling or, or things like mm -hmm. that, where they talk about mm -hmm. the typical male and female, and they talk about how the male tends to want to solve your problems. Mm -hmm. Well, I identify with that. And I'm sometimes like, well, I'm not a male, but I do. When my husband comes mm -hmm. to me with a problem, I want to solve it. Yeah. And I think it plays into my second strength, which is harmony, which mm -hmm. I think is my driving force is I want peace. And so I think what happens is I see a problem and I so long for peace mm -hmm. that I want to solve the problem to restore it, 
you know, kind of like the opposite of entropy, you know, I want to take something from the state of disorder and restore it to order. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and I I got a chuckle when I saw that harmony was your number two, because that that one did, I had the same reaction when I saw restorative. I'm like, oh, I guess she likes fixing things more than I thought she did. And then I got to harmony. I'm like, oh yeah, that's Jamie. (laughs) So let's talk about this together. Because yeah, harmony is... um, you know, at its worst, it's kind of like avoiding conflict at all costs or letting people walk all over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at its best, it really is like, I want to seek peace. I want to seek reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that there is this sense of harmony, like in my life and my relationships in the relationships of those around me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what's funny is like with your number one strength, you don't even identify it because it feels so much like a part of you. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I feel no, like I, I, no, I didn't. It's, it's just an interesting, um, kind of thing. Like it's easier to look at like maybe your number three, four and five strengths and be like, Oh yeah, that sounds like me. And then your number one, often the reaction kind of is, ah, oh, I don't know. But sometimes that's because it's so ingrained in who you are. You don't even know that you're using that strength. That's good because that is true. And, and what really just popped into my head though is, and when I was taking the test, when they were asking questions about problem solving, I would always give it very high mm-hmm. marks because I love science and I loved working oh, in research Yeah, and in a and lab. Mm-hmm. There was no greater thrill or excitement for me than laying out a problem and putting the pieces together to discover a solution. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. like epic for me. And I just still remember that feeling. It's like a high of yeah. like solving a problem, restoring something to order. I feel that mm-hmm. way. The, I think one of the reasons that the restorative and solving problems though is not so much something that I identify with as, as a strength or as a goal is, mm-hmm. is that I, I don't picture myself as a manager. Right, right. Yeah. And there are lots of other strengths that kind of bring that kind of thing up. I'm not high in those either. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I love that you brought in like your number one and your number two, because I definitely see the harmony being what drives you toward solving the problems. I even think about like when you were interested in veterinary sciences, you Mm -hmm. know, like a similar thing, you want to solve the problems, but Mm -hmm. not only do you, you, it's not like you're this cold calculating scientist who's like, oh, here's an, you know, here's an interesting specimen. It's, I want to figure out why this, you know, little kitty cat doesn't feel well so that its owner stops being worried. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very sweet. Okay. So now that we've talked about kind of those two, how do you see either of those or both of those playing out in your prayer life? Have you been able to think through that yet? Yeah. And I definitely saw immediately as I was thinking of my restorative tendencies, Mm -hmm. I thought one of the pitfalls of being that kind of a person is I tend, well, it could be a strength in your prayer life as well as a pitfall. I feel driven uh, to solve things. And so when I feel helpless in changing something, Mm-hmm. I know that God is the the source of mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Like I feel yeah. great comfort and peace in my prayer life because I know that I can always take those things that are slightly off or 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 mm-hmm. not right, and I can take those to God even if I can't solve them myself. Yeah, um, and so mm-hmm. I find great peace in in unburdening the things that I know I can't change to God and putting them right, in His hands. He can fix them. But one of the pitfalls could be that 
A, if I can fix things, I might try to patch oh, them up on my own before yeah. praying. That uh-huh. prayer becomes a last resort the when last in my resort. own strength yeah. I can't fix it. Mm-hmm. And B, I could try to micromanage God's hand and God's Because oh, I think yeah. I have a solution. So I just kind of go through my I list. And, okay, that. God, you need to do this. And I also tend to read into circumstances. After I begin praying, I try really hard to decipher what God might be doing. So let's say uh, I, I'm in a relationship that's difficult and mm-hmm. I am praying for God to work in that relationship. No, you know what's better? Okay. Let's say a job. Let's say I'm okay. in a job and there's something difficult there and I'm starting to pray and something happens that makes me think that maybe that job will disappear. And so I think, okay, God must be doing that so mm-hmm. that that job might disappear so that I do something right. else or, you know, just like I, I, I tend to try to read into try what to God's jump doing. Into things. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that that's a really, really good, um, bit of revelation, you know, about yourself and how, yeah, the tendency would be to jump in and try to fix it on your own yeah. or yeah, micromanage. Cause I know each strength kind of has, um, the language that I've learned and I should point out, like, I'm not an expert. This is all like brand new to me. I just love learning about it. So but don't take my word for it. No, but I think you're yeah. insightful. You have a discernment, well, a you. discernment that kind of, I think makes it fun talking with you about this stuff. Well, yeah, no, and I, I totally geek out about it. Um, but the language they use is like each strength has its own basement. So like one of the basements of um, restorative is it, it can be kind of nitpicky. And, you know, like the, um, the, the quintessential stereotype restorative wife would be the one. Why didn't you put your socks in the laundry? You know, like every itty bitty thing, like, and, and you're not like that you, because probably you're so high harmony. You don't want to be nitpicky. But I could see that being a tendency. But maybe in my head I am. Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's true or not. But <laughs> it's a time to dive into confessions. Here. No one will ever know if that's true. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> well, and then for your harmony, oh yeah, I can see so many ways that this might play into your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, like I think that the <laughs> to me the perfect prayer job. For you, given high restorative and high harmony is like praying for broken relationships, even if they're not yours, mm-hmm. you know, um, wh- where else do you see kind of your harmony coming into how you pray? Well, I see, um, I see that what I really love doing, I, I think it's because I do have the ability to see many different sides mm-hmm. of issues and of people or see good mm-hmm. in situations. I feel like it equips me to do things like creating uh, a prayer resource for mm. whatever. You see a problem and you want to fix it. Maybe that's <laughs> it. Restorative. <laughs> but I feel like I can put, it's not like, I feel like I might have a more of a circumspect view of how to, how mm-hmm. to put things together that yeah. major on the majors and minor on the minors because yes. I'm sensitive to things that might divide people. For ex- yeah, yeah, like we talked about, instead of being the nitpicky problem solver, you've got this high harmony, and so you're you're always looking toward the common ground, right? Even if you disagree yeah. with somebody, it's you know what common ground do you share? Yeah, that's for sure. 
a harmony thing. And I think that that's really great for being able to pray for people who don't look at the world the same way you do. Like for some people, that's a really, really hard thing to do, right? Because it's so hard for them to put themselves into somebody else's shoes. I'm actually not high harmony, but I'm high in empathy. And Hmm. it's the same, you know, same kind of thing. I think that we both come across those sorts of things, like certain controversial topics, for example. Hmm. Um, We both are good at, at the very least, like showing love and respect and genuine concern, regardless of, you know, where somebody stands on a certain issue. And I think that does help you to pray more thoroughly. On the flip side, I feel like um, maybe not as a hindrance to my prayer life, but to Mm -hmm. my personal life Mm -hmm. when it comes to that is ironically, as much as I desire harmony and I can Mm -hmm. see all these different viewpoints, the one viewpoint that I have a hard time including as valuable is people that are incredibly divisive. Yeah. So it's like I can see all these different viewpoints, but then if someone becomes divisive mm-hmm. about, I can tell what their viewpoint is and I'm okay with that. I'm like, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Right. But the way you're implementing that is divisive and I become exclusive in my thinking and almost mm-hmm. prideful in my right. thinking and in my, and, and judgmental mm-hmm. with those mm-hmm. that are not also seeking. And it does say here, it says, you can't quite believe how much time is wasted by people trying to impose their views on others. <laughs> Wouldn't we all be more productive if we kept our opinions in check and instead looked for a consensus and support? And yeah. I do, but that could become prideful instead for of sure. realizing mm-hmm. that we need the people with very strong opinions and passionate, like my daughter and I, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but my daughter and I, you know, we were just uh, doing for school. She's learning about some American heroes of history mm-hmm talking about Susan B. Anthony and her, mm-hmm. her efforts to, you know, uh, for rights for ending slavery and ending, mm-hmm. um, discrimination against African-Americans and women for voting. Mm-hmm. And I might not be that person that uh, social justice yeah. is important to me in theory. It's so important mm-hmm. because I do have empathy and I do want those things, mm-hmm. but I am not one of the people that puts myself out there as right. much as I should maybe, or even as much as mm. other people might. So, and, and so that's a question. So we need those people that don't That's care. a really good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And especially in the church, we need people who are unwilling to compromise, yeah. um, but hopefully to do so still in a way that's loving and, and kind and respectful. That's which important is, too. Yeah. Which <laughs> is why we need people like us that are more empathetic mm-hmm. or harmony, harmony, right. harmonious. Yeah. Harmonious. You know, I think about Jesus's prayer at the last supper and how much, I mean, I haven't done the math, but like feels, if I had to guess a number, I would guess 50% of it is praying for the harmony of the church. Mm-hmm. They would be one mm-hmm. as he and the father are one. Um, do you see that in your prayers in terms of like praying for harmony in your church and things like that. Absolutely. That's very something I'm really passionate about and really heartbroken over when I see it not happening, whether Mm -hmm. it's in my own heart or in people around me or in the church itself or in, Mm -hmm. you know, theological disputes, things like that. I've always been very passionate about just my prayer life does definitely contain those and to things. reflect that desire yeah, yeah. well it, you know it's a hard time to be a high harmony because things are so divisive 
right now. And I think those prayers are so, so important for sure. All right. What you've got for what, what you got, what have you got for number three? Um, number three is input, which I was a little surprised, but then not surprised. Okay. you're inquisitive. You collect things. I'm not a collector. I'm like, I actually love purging. I'm not, uh-huh. uh, I don't collect things. I don't like, you don't do knickknacks, knickknack things. No, mm-hmm. I, I want to get rid of them just cause I know the, the mental fog that it creates around. And maybe me. they disrupt your harmony, right? Like That's it's right. too many things mm-hmm. to kind of, but you know, input is actually, this is, um, my husband's very, very high in input. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's a little bit more about like collecting information. Yes. Is That's that what me. you do too? Yep. Yesterday I was sitting there with my oldest and we, I'm, I love science. I love astrophysics and quantum physics and things like that. Um, so my son and I came across this. We were, because of science, he had a question about something. So of mm. course, what I always do is I like, let's Google this. And we Googled and looked at what, um, it was something about the, uh, the universe and mm-hmm. what is it expanding into and, okay. and whether, yeah, anyway, it, yeah, it, it that's took for us sure down a deep rabbit hole and I loved it. And mm-hmm. I was even in the shower, like taking a shower yesterday uh-huh. with like this YouTube thing playing, explaining things about the universe. And I do, I love to, uh, the information age is both my like biggest blessing and, the, and your the nemesis bane <laughs> of my existence because uh-huh. I, I don't, I do great at assimilating information, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like picking through it and, um, cause right. this, this exactly. actually says, Input thing. If you read a great deal, it is not necessarily to refine your theories, but rather to add more information to your archives. Mm-hmm. In this age of information, it can be overwhelming. It can. So yeah. And especially if you are high harmony and it's like the the kind of stereotypical input is like, you know everything about everything, but it's not really cataloged or organized. Yes. You know, and I feel like for a for a really high harmony, that could feel a little bit stressful. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's no system for keeping track of all that in your brain. Yeah. So what would that mean for prayer? I've been trying to figure that out. So if I collect things, I collect information. You know what you're great at? You are great at collecting and remembering prayer requests and kind of keeping them sort of cataloged in your mind. You know what I mean? Um, like I'm, I'm way more of a, like a big idea person. Mm-hmm. And so like, if someone tells me that their uncle Joe is sick, like to me, I most of the time try to remember to pray for uncle Joe. And then it's just kind of out of my head and maybe it morphs into prayers for the healthcare, you know, system or, you know, like doctors as a whole or nurses as a whole, where I think for you, you're really, really good at remembering the details of, you know, like you probably remember what I had specifically on my prayer request, like when we talked a year and a half ago, right? And, and kind of can catalog that and you can draw back and be like, you know, so maybe I'm sad about this. And you remember that like three years ago, you and I prayed about something similar. And, you know, like, I feel like that could be a, a good way to use your input is you can collect and retain way more information than like the average brain can, can keep catalog. I think that can really help with being really good at praying for others specifically. Yeah, no, that's good. And, and I do think that I find that I enjoy digging for the information, you know, Mm -hmm. like 
mm-hmm. like getting getting yeah. into more details because I my mind is story driven and not facts driven. Mm-hmm. So like I had a really hard time in school. I had to study so hard to remember history dates. I couldn't stand right. history. Right, but you probably always knew what dates. came first. But yeah, you know, I had yeah, I was story driven. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So people's stories are way easier for me to remember than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I've even facts. seen that, you know, like, so for those of you listening, Jamie's the one who kind of collects the, um, like the outlines for our episodes. She's the one who compiles the verses of the day, the blessings and benedictions. And I feel like that's actually a really good use of your input, right? Like, so yeah. today we were talking about like strengths and personality and you found us a verse that is perfect talking about our uniqueness mm-hmm. and I doubt if, if you did, don't be embarrassed. Like I doubt you Googled Bible verses about uniqueness. You know, you probably just kind of had that in your brain cataloged somewhere and were able to pull it out when you needed it. You're like the, um, library catalog brain lady of our, of our podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Have you heard about our Patreon community? Patreon provides a way for listeners like you to partner with us to reach more women with the Praying Christian Women podcast and our other prayer resources. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get exclusive access to video recordings of podcast episodes, including some early access to episodes before they've even been published. You'll also be able to listen to our entire archive of retired episodes of the Prevailing Prayer podcast, where our podcasting partnership began. You'll get sneak peeks of our newest prayer resources, as well as virtual retreats and other audio and video bonuses. To find out more, head over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash partner right now and check it out. <laughs> that's, that's cool. And, you know, my husband has told me, because I, in general, I don't remember things super well. When Mm -hmm, I tell mm -hmm. stories, I might be story driven. When I try to tell a story, (laughs) I'm typically either I get the little details wrong or, Uh uh and so my husband has said before though, the one thing that, the one thing that I'm good at. The one thing you do good. (laughs) (laughs) No, but he has said, you're really good. He's like, you know, you can't remember where you put your keys in the morning, morning, but you can remember Bible verses I don't yeah. remember the references, but I remember the verses mm-hmm. and the application and, and it comes to my head. So that's really good. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's cool. Yeah. Or even when you're like encouraging other people, like the, the kind of quintessential high input is somebody who always has the right trivia for the right situation. And yeah. you're kind of like, you've always got the right Bible verse for the right situation. Mm-hmm. And you're able to kind of like draw on that and pull it out. That's pretty cool. That's a superpower. And that brings me to the idea that doing this assessment um, made me realize how hard it is for me to talk about. And I think for everyone, Mm -hmm. I I don't think there are very many people that just love talking about all the good things about themselves. But I just really do. One of the questions that it asked was, I forget how they worded it, but it was on one end of the spectrum. It was, 
I focus on the things I do well and the Mm -hmm. other, I love focus or I love, I love focusing on the things I do well. And on the other end of the spectrum is I find it hard to, or, oh, I enjoy working on developing my strengths. And on the other end, it was, I enjoy working on overcoming my deficiencies, Mm -hmm. something like that. Right. And I just realized like in general, I think I'm a glass half full person, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to myself, I focus on my flaws. Okay. And what I enjoy about this is it helps you focus on your strengths and Mm -hmm. developing those or tapping into those and say, Oh, I really do that. Well, you know, because my right. my thing would be, I don't really have a great memory. That's the story that I, the narrative mm-hmm. that I've created about mm-hmm. myself. Right. But when I think about it, I do remember certain things in certain right. contexts, and that's cool. Yeah. So I, that's yeah. what I enjoyed about this is it does help you to cap, uh, capitalize, capitalize. Thank you mm-hmm. on your strengths as opposed right. to like I got to work on getting better about this. That's kind of mm-hmm. what I'm usually about, and I love this. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that's like one of the big things. So the test you took, it gives you your top five. The one that I got through the class, it gives you like all 34 in your rank. And really like- In order. In order. And so kind of the idea is like, you don't really need to work. I mean, the the lower ones are kind of for curiosity sake and like to be interesting, Mm -hmm. but there's no reason really like anything that you want to do, you can find a way to do it based on your top five. Right. So like you've got high harmony, I've got high empathy. They both mean that we work towards unity and things like that, but they're different strengths that do the same thing. So yeah, I think that's a really cool way to look at it. You can focus on the things you do great and really beef those up, which in general is going to be way more effective than looking at all of your deficiencies and just trying to make those a tiny, tiny bit better. Yeah. Cause isn't that, I mean, when we think about this verse about, you know, God has knit us together, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It just, it seems insulting to, I mean, yes, God is taking us and refining us. He's making Mm -hmm. us better. He doesn't want us to look at things that are bad or negative about ourselves or even sinful about ourselves and just ignore them. But I just feel like part of the message of the cross, like in Hebrews where it says, you know, Mm. we're going to fix our eyes on Jesus and striving, mm-hmm. you know, Paul talks about striving forward and throw off the sin that mm-hmm. entangles. Like it's mm-hmm. very forward moving. It's not yes. looking backward. It's yeah. as we capitalize on our strengths, maybe the weaknesses kind of fall away and become right. transformed in the process. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that. I love, yeah. love, love that. All right. What have you got next? Are we on number four? We are. So connectedness. This one made Ooh. me cry. Like I actually, really? I was oh. reading this. Yeah. Last night I was looking at this and it just kind of made me like tear up because uh-huh. it was That's saying. That's a connectedness reaction to connectedness. Sort of a meta. It really it, is. So it's. You're meta connected. <laughs> Things happen for a reason. You're sure of it. You're sure of it because in your soul, you know that we are all connected. We're individuals responsible for our own judgments in possession of our own free will, but we're part of something larger. And this is a secular analysis. So it says some may call it the collective unconscious. Others may label it a spirit or life force. But whatever your word of choice, you gain confidence from knowing that we're not isolated from one another or from the earth and the life Mm -hmm. on it. And then it talks about the responsibilities that that implies. And Mm -hmm. it talks about you are sensitive to the invisible hand and 
let me see, what else does it say? Basically that, that we are, we must not harm others because we'll be harming ourselves and we must not exploit because we'll be exploiting ourselves. And then I'm missing the last page. It's somewhere over here, but it, it talks about, um, just social justice and caring for others, even if something doesn't affect you. Yeah. That it's, um, that it's, that it's important to, um, yeah. So I'm, I can't find that page, but anyway, but yeah, yeah, I just love that because it just, Mm -hmm. it was like, you know, I, I love the fact that I, cause I do, that is very, just the fact that God is, part of everything that his creation is, is made by him. And so that was cool. That made me like, I don't know, after talking about how it's hard to reflect on yourself, it was almost like, Mm -hmm. wow, I'm so glad that that's part of me. Like that's exciting to me that that's part of me. So anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it very much is a, um, you know, just that spiritual connectedness. I think in your prayer life, the, a person with a high connectedness is going to feel so much more satisfied after, you know, just that feeling you get when you know that you've connected with the Lord. Um, that's not to say that the times you don't feel that you've done something wrong. That's not to say God owes you that emotion every time, but that's something that truly makes prayer so satisfying. Um, Mm -hmm. or even feeling connected to others. I don't know if you've had experiences like this, but you're praying for someone else. They might not even know you're praying for them, Mm -hmm. but you, you know, you get an insight into what they're going through and God is showing you how to pray, um, I think, yeah, all of those kind of tie into connectedness. It's a, yeah, it's a beautiful gift for sure. Yeah. And so, and it talks also about um, connecting others and so building bridges Hmm. between, which goes along with harmony. Harmony. Yeah. It's a really, (laughs) I'm sure that it's kind of like, you know, when you've got like genetically linked characteristics, this is probably Mm. a whatever uh, strength related characteristics, harmony Mm. and connectedness might go hand in hand. I don't know. Um, I'm high connectedness. I'm I'm really low harmony. Like I'm embarrassed with how low my harmony is. (laughs) But see, that's hard because empathy is also empathy is similar, but similar, but different. Yeah. The, um, so we'll get into my strengths later on, but I, there, I asked my coach about this just yesterday because I'm like, I feel like I should be high harmony because I avoid conflict like all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) to a fault. I avoid conflict. Isn't that a high harmony thing? And for me, I've got two other strengths playing into it. I've got the empathy and then I've also got the relator, which we'll talk about when we go into mine. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, those are what drive me to avoid conflict and mm. not the harmony. So yeah, it's okay. interesting. It, it's just another example, yeah, of how you can get the same outcome, you know, but you're drawing on different strengths to get there. Yeah. Well, one of the things about connectedness also, it talks about how you might be attracted to people who ponder philosophical questions like, what is the mm-hmm. meaning of life? What is beauty? Yeah. What constitutes wisdom? Why do bad things happen to good people? And when it comes to prayer, I think this is very useful to connect people that feel hopeless mm-hmm. to hope and to God and, and yeah. through prayer. And just, mm-hmm. I think that that is a thing that I love. Like when we get um, prayer requests from people or when we're doing our take 10 Tuesdays in mm-hmm. the praying Christian women community, um, I just love that, like that, that yes. bridge building, like not just between people, but mm-hmm. I love to build bridges between people and God. And there have been oh, times I when I have just 
I, I don't even, I remember one specific time where it just, it was like an epiphany where I just realized that Jesus and his message was so relatable to people that were in pain and people that were oppressed mm -hmm. and in need. Mm -hmm. And it just, it was like, it just hit me. Well, so you need to find people that are hurting because they need God, you know, and they're open to God even mm -hmm. more. So I don't know, but that, I think yeah. that, that has to do with that connectedness of bridging, mm -hmm. bridging the, the gap between someone that's hurting and feeling hopeless to, you know, build a bridge to hope to God and, and a For relationship sure. with him. For sure. Yeah. Connectedness is my number 10. And so like in my training, we're focusing on the top 10. I think that um, so far, this is the only one in your top five in my top 10 that we share. But mm -hmm. I, I truly do feel if we both didn't have connectedness, this podcast probably would either not have happened or it would be totally different. It would be mm -hmm. a Bible study or it would be uh, let's talk about being Christian moms and wives or, you know, something. But I think mm -hmm. the, do you remember when we were kind of, Yes, I pictured it as a Venn diagram. It was like, here's all the things that I'm interested in talking about. Here's yes. all the things that Jamie's interested in talking about. And we just kind of looked really for those overlap. periods of overlap. Mm -hmm. At one point, remember, we were even thinking about doing like um, Christian apologetics yes. from a science background and things. Yes. I think that it's the connectedness that really kind of paved the way for us to focus specifically on prayer. I think so too. Yeah, That's I definitely cool. agree with that. Yeah. All right. And then is it, so that was your number four. Mm -hmm. Okay. What's your number five? My number five is developer. And Ooh, I like that one. I did it at first. I saw this and I thought no way, because it's like people who uh, recognize and cultivate the potential in others. And I was like thinking of it in a like uh, business standpoint. Right. Right. And I can't, <laughs> I can't stand managing. And I've really been wrestling with this with the kids and school and just feeling right. like just the, just being responsible for the actions of others. I do mm -hmm. not like, but what I love is cultivating potential and, and recognizing yeah. it says chances are good that you affirm others for who they are. You celebrate their unique gifts. And I really do that. I, I feel like that mm -hmm. is something that God has given me to, to be able to see the, the good in people. Yeah. And, and to be to, really, really encouraging. Right. And encourage, and, and to, to have the desire to encourage them. So I yeah. think developer and encourager might be similar. They're very similar. Like yeah. the, the spiritual gift of encouragement and the mm -hmm. like secular idea of being a developer. Yeah. yeah. But you know, what's interesting is like, I think you and I both have the spiritual gift of encouragement, but I'm not a developer, but I have high positivity, which again, I think does the same thing. It's, you know, mm -hmm. wanting to encourage people, wanting to build people up. So yeah, I think it's so fun to see this inner, inner relationship between your spiritual gifts, your strengths, your personality yeah. is, yeah, this is what I geek out about. This is funny to me, perhaps dealing with people in part. So you might want each person to have the same opportunities, access to information or resources. Dealing with people impartially is one of your core values. And um, by nature, you're sensitive to the flux. Oh, so anyway, my kids are constantly trying to get me to judge them. Like, who oh, like the who's better? Drawing, oh, yeah. Who's my better kids at math? <laughs> All of them. I mean, 
Do, yeah. Who do you love the most? I mean, this oh is, my gosh, I'm serious. I'm I'm totally Yikes. serious. They're constantly jokingly, yet yeah, tiny bit serious to you. Yeah. yeah, but but they jokingly are like, you know, who do you love? Am I your favorite? Secretly, oh, tell me you're hilarious. my favorite. I don't I don't know why, but I I de- I never want to judge them. My husband has mm-hmm. no problems telling them, no, nope, you're not as good at that as so-and-so, no. <laughs> which I think is refreshing when you're on the receiving end of it. I love to yeah. hear, no, you're not as good as so-and-so at that, but you know what you are really good at? Exactly. You're good at this. And let's, so yeah. anyway, but Because yeah. if you're someone like you or me and it's only compliments, like, what are you going to believe? Like, oh, you're yeah. just saying that because you're my mom. Exactly. But, and that's yeah. what they say. You're mm-hmm. going to say that anyway. Yeah. Um, how do you see your developer shaping your prayer life? I think that there, when I read through this, it, it talks about, you know, you sense uh, who is likely to have fun, whether they win or lose. You can predict who will be disappointed by defeat or overjoyed by victory. I think there's an element of discernment of, like, not discernment, um, maybe just like, I don't know, I call it like sort of like sending out feelers to see mm-hmm. what people are reacting to. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that can maybe help me to encourage them through prayer, like to mm-hmm. know, like I'll be praying with someone and I'll just kind of know what they need prayer for. And I know that's the Holy Spirit as well mm-hmm. and not just yeah. something that's, you know, but I but think- it comes easier to you if you've got one of those. Again, that's same outcome, but for me, it's using my empathy right? To be able to just sort of um, intuitively guess how to direct my prayers or things like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think when you're praying with people or even um, like what we do with praying Christian women, like um, like talking with someone about their prayer life or what their struggles Mm -hmm. are, I think it does that kind of developer mentality is kind of a discipleship tool. It is. Yeah. I was going to use the word coach, but I think discipleship is even better because coach is a little more, let me tell you how to do things. And a discipler, I really see as a, let me hold your hand and walk side by side with you through Mm -hmm. all of this. And yeah, that definitely is you. When I was in high school, I took Latin for, mm-hmm. I don't know, a semester. I thought it would mm-hmm. help me to become a vet. And <laughs> Oh, right. All those medical <laughs> Because terms. of the terms. It That's did. Smart. actually. It helped That's me. I didn't smart. become a vet, but the terms like is, yeah. I loved Latin. Um, but one of the things that I just remember my mouth was hanging open because I was so amazed at this was the word for um, teach or educate. It mm-hmm. comes from the Latin word edu- educare or okay. edu- educare which literally means to draw out. It was a word you ah, used to draw mm-hmm. water from a well. Interesting. And the, you know, idea behind that, I was like, well, of course, like uh, to be a teacher, it's not cramming something into someone. that's what you think. You think of putting water in the well is education. Yeah. Like here's, here's your yep. brain and let me dump stuff into it. Right. But it's drawing out of what's that. already there, drawing out their potential. Mm. And I've always held on to that. And so I think that's an important part. But having this developer mind or mentality or strength, I think helps with the drawing out process. Because in order to draw something out, you have to see it in the first place. Right. You have to know how it's there and you have to intuit. Some people, you can ask them a very blunt question and it's exactly what they need to hear at the moment. And some people, you need to 
handle with a lot more gentleness and things like that. So yeah, you need a lot of wisdom to know how to approach different people in different ways to have that same kind of impact. Yeah. But because I, I desire harmony, I usually don't ask the hard questions. Do you? <laughs> Would you say? I don't think I do. I don't think I okay. ask hard questions. I, I'm not very good at it. I have to really <laughs> muster up a whole lot. I usually like throw uh -huh. softballs. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Well, yeah. So that's how me in about a nutshell. The, yeah. So if people want to do the test, I actually, um, I got, I got the code that I gave to you, Jamie, kind of by accident. My coach recommended a book called living your strengths, mm -hmm. which is actually like a Christian application to the strengths principles. I have not read it yet. I have no idea if it's something that I can recommend, mm -hmm. but I got the audiobook and then just got an email with, you know, here's the code to take the test. And oh, so I was cool. like, oh, well, I've already taken the test. So how about I give this to Jamie? So I know that that's one way if anybody listening is interested in the actual test. Um, I got the audiobook of Living Your Strengths on Audible and got an email. I'm sure if you just research strengths test or sometimes it's called the Gallup, G-A-L-L-U-P, um, the Gallup test, um, I'm sure there are ways that you can access up. Yeah. Um, it says Clifton strengths. Is that what it's called? Clifton. The Clifton mm -hmm. strengths test? Mm -hmm. That's hard to say. Clifton strengths. So, or, you know, you're welcome to just kind of listen to what Jamie and I were chatting about and see, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so much high harmony. And you really recognize that that's the other way. So with Jamie, what do we add? We had um, restorative, which is kind of finding problems and fixing them. We had harmony, which is basically what it sounds like. Um, input, the collecting of information. And then the connectedness. I'm going to mm -hmm. guess that probably our listeners um, have more connectedness than the average. I think that's one of the things that's going to draw people to a show like this and a mm -hmm. community like this is really wanting to have that connection to God and to each other that we get through prayer. And then what was the last one we just talked about? Oh, developer. developer. Yeah. So maybe you recognize yourself in one of those, even if you don't end up taking the test for yourself. I hope that this really just gets you thinking about some of the things that are unique to you, or maybe even some of the things that you thought of as handicaps mm -hmm. and start to think about how are these actually my strengths and how do these strengths that I do have impact the way I pray? Yeah. I think that's I awesome. It. That's really neat. All righty. So that is all for now. I think, are, do you still want to do a part two to this? Yeah. Yeah. We've okay. got to, we've got to learn all of yours. So stay tuned for part two, where we'll go over my top five strengths, where you'll have a chance to recognize none of my top five are the same as Jamie's. So we'll have oh, a whole new good. batch. Yeah. A whole new batch of strengths to talk about. Nice. And yeah. Um, let's see. We're kind of going off script. Should we end with our blessing and benediction? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. May you never forget the Savior's sacrifice on your behalf. May the groans and tears of Gethsemane serve to constantly remind you of the Savior's submission. May the wounds he bore give voice to the limitless love he bestows on you. May the cross speak to you every day regarding the forgiveness and grace that are yours in Christ. And may the hope of resurrection fill you with joy unspeakable from this day and forevermore. And our benediction is from Philippians 4, 19 to 20. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.